Human design is an amalgamation of several facets of spirituality. The I Ching, astrology, chakras, Kabbalah, all combine beautifully into one system. Mary Rose and Mary Letitia have been exploring their own designs for the last year. This podcast is an extension of that exploration. Come learn, laugh, and grow with us as we become Guided by Design. Happy 30th episode! Happy 30th episode! I'm so excited. This is really, truly exciting. I mean, have we ever stuck with anything this long? I'm not sure. <laughs> children doesn't count. Well, it doesn't because you're stuck with them. Um, so we're so. not able to just, I mean, we could abandon them, but there's a lot of, of paperwork involved with abandonment. So much paperwork. And then you can actually get in trouble for it and whatnot. So. Exactly. No, I feel really, really proud of us that we've been very consistent this year um, with this and with... Um, you know, learning more and, and learning as we go. And I'm, I'm just really proud of us. I love that you said that because really that is the most important part of this is that this 30th episode really does ring true to the fact that we have been constantly learning through this entire process. This podcast is not just two people talking shit about whatever they want to talk about. I mean, we love those podcasts too. Don't get me wrong, but there has been an actual method to this madness of using this time to do something and, and to share something. And as we're both really like lifelong learners, that's, you know, that's something to remark upon that we, we have continued to keep doing this. I think it would be easier to have stopped if all we were doing was just talking. Agreed. Agreed. If it wasn't something that we really, really came away with something every week, I, I don't know that we'd, we continue to do it, but I do feel like every single week that we record, I come away with something almost profound every single time. And then I get the joy and I do really love it. I had such bad anxiety about it at first, honestly, about going back and listening to our episodes. Um, I, I really felt so like I, I'm going to hate the sound of my voice. I'm going to hate the, you know, the way that I comment and the things that I say and the way my, I'm so repetitive. Um, and, and really it's been maybe step one of really learning to love myself. I really do love that I get to go back and listen to us. And we have so many, God, wish we would have started doing this five years ago, Mary. <laughs> There's so many great things to say, but you're right. Like we found the topic. We found the thing that really gives us something to do, to educate, to learn, to discuss that is so useful in our day-to-day -day life and has, has brought me so many things. I'm so grateful for this particular subject matter that we that you <laughs> came upon 
and and that you can guide me through and that we can discuss all the aspects of and I just I'm I'm really 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 happy with our results I'm very happy too. And we did this podcast had been something we both love podcasts so much that um, it really, it was funny because I think we both wanted an avenue to create a podcast. We wanted to put back what we've been taking from the podcast community for so long. And it was through a podcast that I discovered human design. And then it was really the culmination of we'd already started a business together. We'd already been doing so much, but we had decided to do the 12 or not the 12 week year. That's, that's something different. 12 week year is something that we've done, but we had decided to do Darren Hardy's best year, best year ever. And that was something like we, I had a, um, like a bootleg copy of the guide with all of the questions that I had gotten, um, I, not nefarious means, but I just gotten it. I didn't buy, pay for it. I, I gotten it someplace else. And so we made this decision as part of our best year ever that one of our goals was to create a podcast and record the podcast. And this is the culmination of a goal. It's seeing this goal actually blossom, create fruit. So many people quit on goals before they become a reality because it takes too long. It's uncomfortable. They don't get the outcome that they want as quickly as they want it, or the outcome doesn't look the way they think it should. And, you know, I think that that's the thing is that a lot of people might go into podcasting thinking, oh, I'm going to monetize this. I'm going to make money off of this. And I think that's probably why also we've been so good at staying committed to this is that never in, you know, could we make money? Maybe. Is it important to us? No. In some ways, it actually muddies the water from what we really intend to do, which is to educate for the sake of educating. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is kind of crazy when you think about how many people don't necessarily give themselves the chance to fuck up and fail and not do a great job and start off and feel we're, we're rough. Like when we go back, we can probably listen to recordings and see that evolution of starting rough, not knowing, you know, our, our P's from our cues when it came to podcast etiquette, talking over the top of each other, um, being repetitive. I'm sure I'm also very repetitive too. I just don't, I can't, I never, go back and listen to myself as frequently as you do, but you could probably pick out some things that I say that are repetitive. Just like, what was it that you were so annoyed by? I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. <Is it>? Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, those repetitive things also become sometimes the trademarks of some of our favorite podcasters. If we didn't have Georgia and Karen saying, bye every single time or Elvis want a cookie, which I know Elvis is gone now, but I mean, those are those things that become a hallmark of yep. our favorite well, podcast. Exactly right. Yes. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> um, or look, listen, look and listen. listen. I have that cross stitched on my wall. My friend got me a cross stitch of look and listen. It's over oh. there. <laughs> and I think that with Millie and Danielle too, there are from, I saw what you did. They have 
some great lines and Millie, I think it's always like, she's always like, listen, listen. Millie always says, listen, um, before she has something important to say. So I don't know, don't, don't ever discredit the fact that repetitive things that we say repetitively that might sound annoying to us are sometimes they become what people know us for and they know who's talking because of it. <laughs> it's true. It's probably true. <laughs> so how did we, I guess you kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how this really got started. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, we're coming up on a year of another commitment that we made to each other and to our business, which was to meet every day. Um, we had been in business together quite a while before we really had the ability to meet on a regular basis. We were really trying to do a lot of things with a lot of people um, and not maybe concentrating on, on each other. And so coming November 1st, which is a few weeks away or, or roughly around there, we started meeting at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday. And I feel like that is the first step to this commitment that ultimately became this podcast is the fact that we really we really did well with it. Like, I mean, I feel like we skipped a few days here and there, but there was usually a good reason. Um, there were, you know, weeks we, we should have just taken breaks and we maybe didn't. <laughs> and then times where we were really honest with, with each other and we were able to communicate and say, I really need a break from this. But ultimately I am so proud of the fact that we really committed to that, to each other to the fact that we we rely on each other to to spit all ideas and to talk about our day and to process process shit that goes on in our lives, um, and I think that's a really important factor that we do for each other is really really able to to talk to each other and open up with each other and be able to go God this is making me feel like this how do I how do I deal with that? And in that journey, I mean, you had found human design shortly before we started doing this. So I really feel like ultimately we were learning right away as we were getting up at 5 a.m. And, and as you were learning about human design, you were talking to me about it. And I thought it was very cultish at first, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> But I, I am that skeptic with everything that Mary Rose wants to try at first that anybody else has done because I am, I, I think, I think I've always tried to pride myself on not being a follower necessarily. So um, I think that I'm, I'm a natural skeptic, but ultimately learning through this process has made us better for each other. We're better communicating with each other. We're better for our families. <laughs> We're so much more in tune with the people that are closest to us. Um, and that's just been such, like, to reflect back on that. I didn't think we'd do much reflecting until the end of the year, but we are coming close to this year that we can reflect back on and go, wow, good job. Really good job. Good job. Here. We did a good job. Exactly. Like, we want to give ourselves some applause and some some kudos and say like a year is a long time to do something and to commit to someone and to commit to the things even when they're 
feel like they're dragging us down to the depths to be able to still get up every morning and face the day and face the world and like ourselves more. I think if you were to ask us which one of us gets the most out of these mornings, you'd probably get a fist fight on your hands over a competition <laughs> the most because, you know, I think, and, it, and it's a trade-off because there are times that I feel like, I think that we all kind of see in relationships that we have, whether it's our family or our friends, we can notice imbalances. We can notice the people that take more than they give. We can notice how we can feel energetically like we are, um, like, like I said, giving more than what we're taking or taking more than what we're giving. And I feel like that's kind of the blessing of our relationship is that within this, we each, you know, I need someone to listen to me. I need someone not just to tell me that I'm right all the time because I mean, shit, I do that enough for myself. I don't need somebody to tell me I'm right all the time. I also don't need anybody to try to tell me I'm wrong all the time because I married that person. <laughs> but, you know, I think that that's that, you know, we, we each get so much out of the relationship that we have with each other. And I, I, I know that that's very atypical that not everyone can say that they have a friendship like that or a relationship like that, where that someone will be brutally honest when they need to be, or you can come to the table and say, listen, I need some, I need, I need gentle yet brutal honesty. I need, I need you to tell me I'm being a bitch right now. I, I need you to tell me that I'm justified in how I feel. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what we do for each other. And I'm just, I'm really grateful because yeah, I do. I, I, I need to be seen and recognized. And that's where it's hard sometimes to find relationships where people see you and recognize you and give you the encouragement that you need. Like if I was, if I, if I were only, reliant upon my my marriage for that I probably wouldn't be married to my husband anymore um because I don't get just I wouldn't say not support but definitely not the recognition that I need I look outside of that relationship for recognition and not from other men I mean that would be where things start getting real dicey real quick um because it's not it, it's it's a need for people to see that I do bring something to the table that is of value. And that, that, that is for me so important because we, I've been told my whole life that my value is in whether or not I can work. And that's not true, but it is, it is a very difficult, um, a difficult mentality, different, difficult conditioning to do away with when it's really what you've been taught by the people that, that love you and raise you. And so Mary, I mean, if anything, she's been so encouraging of the fact that she's seen me now not, not working full time. And, you know, I'm sure that there's probably been days she's just been like, bitch, you don't have, you don't even know, you don't even know how hard it is out here for us. And I'm like, no, I do. I do know how hard it is out there. That's why I, I, I feel guilty a lot that I have this opportunity to stay home and not have to, to be out in the world. But I just, I, I realize now that that's my, that is my role for Mary too, is like, while I can't be um, her employee, I can serve her in a different way. 
And you do, and you bring so much value to my day and perspective. Fuck, if there's not something that I need so often, it's an outside <laughs> perspective of what's going on and how, how frustrated I was getting because of, you know, the walls that I feel trapped in that are this other business that the pieces that don't align with me just don't align and they're not ever going to align. And I'm, you know, I'm working harder towards the pieces that do and you giving me perspective of, you know, what's happening during that process has been invaluable. Like I can't even, I cannot ever repay you. Oh, well, I, that's a good thing is that I don't, I definitely, <laughs> you know, if, if I really relied on payment to be this guiding light in the world, then I would, you know, I'd stay in my house and never talk to anybody. Burnt out. <laughs> Burnt out. No, um, I, I think that you are, you are such a guide. And the fact that I bring something to the table makes me happy because I do, I do feel like I take and take a lot of your perspective and I take and take, you know, but ultimately if I am bringing something of value back, I am happy. To bring well, we've, it. we've found the perfect segue into like the talk about generators and projectors mm -hmm. because there are so many generators in the world and there are much fewer projectors, but this is the beautiful dance that a projector and a generator can do when a generator is open and not everyone is going to be, I think that's also really key is like Mary is, you know, in some ways she's had to train herself to be open because of the fact that she is so skeptical. She has, you know, the, the, the same way that with anything, any human can get very mired down and well, this is the way that I do things. This is the way that, that I am. This is the way that I do things. And that's always been one of the things that, I've loved about having worked with you and seen your, the way that you train people is that you, you know how you are and you know who you are, but you never let that be the end of the story. And I think that human design gave us this awareness. Oh, okay. So I now can put language to this is why I am the way that I am, but it no longer, it doesn't let you make it as an excuse. And that's, I think some people really use things like, I, I think I've said it before, astrology is, well, I'm, I'm a Gemini. So therefore this is the way that I am and I don't ever have to change and people just have to get used to me. And it's like, okay, well, that's, that's cool. That's cool. But is that, oh, is it awareness or is it an excuse? Is it awareness so that you can not actively try to be different, but actively try to be aware of how that's going to put you in situations within the world that you come away with no control. Like we do everything because we want control, but in some ways we do things that give us no control because we're operating on that conditioning that this is just the way that I am. People just have to deal with it. And when you can't control that outcome because you're not putting any effort into well, I do have this tendency. I have a tendency to be really blunt. I'm a Sagittarius. I have a tendency to be blunt. Does that mean that I can go through this world not trying to temper my bluntness with kindness? No, no. It means I need to be actively aware of that and try even harder to approach things with kindness because I can be blunt, but I can also be kind. 
Oh, I got to stretch my legs out. Oh. <laughs> um, so we started this about a year ago with the, with the getting on in the mornings. And what was wild is I think that I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but should we start getting up at five o'clock in the morning and getting on? And I just, I really want to say that, like, I'm so grateful that the, 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 the namaste craziness in both of us, like the craziness in me honors and sees the craziness in Mary. And that be, because of that, we created something that I wish that everybody had somebody that could get, get them motivated and excited to get up and bleary eyed. It doesn't matter what we look like. We're not wearing bras. Our breath stinks. We don't actually Sometimes we're literally still in bed. Sometimes we were in bed. Um, I'm putting my robe on again, <laughs> but you know that I wish that that was something that we could give to everyone, but let's talk about like what happens when we don't meet for a second. Like what, what, what happens for you when we are, let's just say taking a week off, we've taken occasionally a little bit of a break. So. Well, I want to say one thing. I just want to go back and, and I, something popped in my head while you were talking there. And we talked about like, your crazy idea of getting up at five. And we got to that because we were trying to meet at the end of the day. We tried and tried and tried to meet the end of the day, evenings, fitting it in where we could. And I remember you really making a comment is like, unless we meet in the morning, I don't get the best of you. And I was like, oh shit. And I, and that's why when you were the crazy one who said, let's do this at 5 a.m. And I was the crazy one that said, yes, let's do this at 5 a.m. I realized that that's, that's what it is, is that we start our day with each other. And if we wake up frustrated or wake up upset or wake up however, we get each other's perspective so that we can twist it and make our day what we need to make it. And so when I don't get the best of me and you at 5 a.m., <laughs> when we're fresh, even if we're grumpy, even if we're PMSing, um, we at least get each other's perspective in a way to go, really, we can make this day whatever the fuck we want it to be. Like, even if we've got 10 hurdles to make, you know, I've got deadlines to do and fucking driving unexpectedly when I don't want to. The fact that you can give me a twist on something and go, you know, what's the worst? Like, really, what's going to happen? How are you going to take care of yourself amongst all this? Because that's something I forget often. And Mary is always the first one to say, are you resting? Are you eating? What are you doing to take care of you in this process? And it just makes my day better. It makes me go ahead and be able to go, I can pretty much conquer anything. And the shit that doesn't get done is not going to get done. And I can prioritize it later. And when we don't meet, like <laughs> we had a weekend, right? And then we didn't meet on Monday because we had kind of decided that we weren't going to meet on Mondays because I'm always working and it's not super productive. And I have to tell you, I had a shit fucking Monday. <laughs> shit fucking Monday. And yesterday, Erin, on Tuesday when we got to meet, I was really like, even though I think I was at work again, <laughs> I still made the effort to be able to get on there and visit with you, even if it wasn't anything necessarily productive for us and our podcast and our, our, it still gave me a twist and a spin to be able to go, okay, I can get my shit straight today because I started out my day right. 
even though it was early and I was tired. I was tired. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, I was scrolling back and I was looking to see if there was the text message like, is this crazy? Because maybe we even started in September. I was like, did we start this even earlier while I was still working? Um, see, I thought I remembered you going to work a few mornings after, but I, I don't, I just can't. My memory does not serve me as far as exact dates go. Well, I, there was even August at some point, but it's like, yeah, we were crazy. I think that we were meeting here and there. I think there were some mornings we were meeting and some afternoons we were meeting. And there was just a point where you really were like, we have to nail this down. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> mornings I think are the only time that we can nail it down and still, you know, get on with our day and not have to fit it in somewhere else un- inconveniently. Yeah, I think that I, and I don't, I I could swear that it was like a, a text, like, I feel like this is crazy, but do you want to start meeting if I feel like there was a text that was like, I feel like there was too. (laughs) And then I scrolled back and I saw like, when we went to that concert, when we went to atmosphere, there was those pictures and that was like so long ago. Holy crap. (laughs) All pre pandemic, but yeah, so I, you know, I've always been crazy about mornings. I love being up early in the morning. I love what I can get accomplished um, or even not get accomplished. I guess that's the projector in me is like, it's not so much about getting accomplished. It's about having the quiet time with no one else's energies around me that has always been really appealing about early morning for me. And you know, that's never felt like a sacrifice of my time or my energy to get up and do this thing because there have been like a great number of mornings where we're like, hey, we're going to be on, but we're not going to be doing anything. We just need, we want that accountability. We want that, that energy. And I mean, honestly, I think even through Zoom, this is what's so wild is like, I don't think that I have to physically be around Mary's physical aura to draw from her her sacral. I don't know if there's, if there's actual anything about this within human design where you have to be physically in that person's aura, or if it's just that we have to be connecting auras and that you can do that through zoom, because that's really how we have conducted our relationship for the last year has been, we see each other almost daily through zoom. Mm This Ellie, what are you talking about back there? Somebody's walking by the front. She can't get up there. <laughs> I know. She's like, mom, I can't protect you from back here. I need to be up there. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I just, I've really been grateful because, yeah, there, I love that we have that flexibility of being able to say, we need some time, but it is better for us when we do schedule that mm-hmm. versus, you know, neither one of us. And I feel bad sometimes because even this morning I was like, um, maybe you should sleep in today would be a good day for you to sleep in. Cause there's some other things I got to take, you know, go take you Laura to cross country and stuff. But inevitably, even if you get on and I can't necessarily be present and you're, you're still like, I've got stuff to do. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> and, I've, and, you know, 
we talked about this even earlier this morning. Why is it so difficult for us to have that same accountability to ourselves? Why is that? I mean, I, I've been really pondering it and I, I want to get better. That podcast really did have some, some good insight um, that I, I really want to look further into as far as building that relationship with myself. And it's so easy to give that advice. I was like listening to that podcast and I was going, are you kidding me? Like you sat in a car two days ago and you gave this same advice to somebody much younger than you about loving yourself first and building a relationship with yourself first before being able to, to tackle on, you know, <laughs> loving somebody else and taking care of somebody else. And then I listen to the podcast and I'm like, do you always give advice you don't take? Like what's happening here? <laughs> That's I will. And I even said to someone about you this morning that I often say things to you that are fortune cookies for myself for later. Yeah. They're, 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 you are a absorbent material for people to say things that they need to say, but they are not necessarily going to um, know what they're for <laughs> until later. Like I say so many things to you that are, are for me that I don't even necessarily <laughs> recognize, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. I do. And there, but for, you know, if we didn't have that ability to recognize it and you don't even tell me, you don't even tell me this was a fortune cookie. Like you don't even necessarily say you said this and now it's your own advice you need to take. It's <laughs> I say it to you. And then I'm like, shit, I told Mary that like a month ago mm -hmm. that she needed to do that. And now it turns out I need to do that. No, I don't have to. You're the guide. You'll you'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it is. It's just one of those funny things that like so much of what comes out of me, I can't see it for myself. It's not for me until it is. And then it's like, oh, that was that was for me. Oh, that one was <laughs> Oh, so anything else you want to touch on while we're while we're just sitting here patting ourselves on the back for the last year and the last 30 episodes that we've been recording um yes the fact that when one of us gets like behind the other one does not have a problem saying hey we got to get caught up and i do love the fact that we've stayed ahead like we still have batch episodes we are still good to go we can take little breaks when we need to we can double up and record two or three in a week when we need to. And I love working with you. And I just wanted to say that I appreciate Aww. you very much. And I love working with you. And I look forward to so many more. <laughs> so many more. That is so true. And I actually, when I was scrolling back through our text messages uh, last year on National Gratitude Day, which I apparently did not fucking practice or observe this year, um, I <laughs> text message just telling you that I how much I was grateful for you and that was you know it was we we have I mean this last year whether it was COVID whether it was um you know your other business there was so many different things that 
we really could have allowed to take the forefront and move this to the back. And I think that that's my, the beauty of the flexibility that we feel and, and that we observe for each other is that like, if this starts to feel like it, it is ever burdensome, that's when we know we can come to the table and say, I feel this way. It's neither one of us are taking it as an attack or taking it personally. And I feel like we, we practice that. We literally practice that this year in, in being able to say like, what's most important to us? Is it business or is it being together? And we decided it was being together. And that has made a, a world of difference in how we've approached the continuation of a podcast where we thought it was going to be about our business. And it turns out it's really just about us. Mm -hmm. And we, whether we are a business or whether we are friends, you know, no matter what, it's always just, it's about our connection, our dance, our generatorness and projectorness and how they play so well together and how fucking lucky we are that we found in each other, like kind of the partner that I think a lot of times we look for in romance, mm -hmm. we've found in, you know, and I'll compare it to like, of course, I'm the old school sex in the city fan is like when, when maybe we'll be each other's soulmates. And I feel like that's kind of what we've, what we've now really truly found is that we found a soulmate in another person that isn't romantic. It's not sexual. It's, it's platonic, but it's also spiritual, mm -hmm. like spiritual soulmates and someone who recognizes and tells you to honor yourself. Like you tell me to honor myself as frequently as I tell you to honor yourself. And where I tell you to take your breaks, you remind me of my value, regardless of whether or not it's tied to money. And that's, that's important because I, you know, that's where one of my biggest stressors comes up is this is, and again, you, you give me better advice than you take yourself, even in that realm. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's, it's just incredible. I could sit here. We could just go keep going. I know. We could go on and on and on. But I um, think one of the messages that I want to leave with is that it's an important piggyback of what you said. We found each other like in a whim because we listened to our guts, I feel like, or we, you know, we really did. I did at least. I really felt a connection to you immediately and knew that I wasn't going to leave EBMS without building something with you of, of some sort. But um, people should not be basing or considering one individual human being to get all of what they need from relationships in. And I think the fact that we can honestly say that, like I get something totally different from my partner, um, my husband, my, my children, my, my every other relationship in my life, my other best friends, like I get something different from everyone. And the fact that you can have more than one soulmate based on what's going on, I think is, is a really important message. Like you cannot put all your eggs into one basket. One human being cannot give you everything that you need. It's really important to find those relationships that you fulfill you the way that we have found this. Yep. That is that expectation is it's a fallacy this idea that there that your one person will understand you 
And, you know, you are that person that gets me on so many levels, but there will always be room in my life for other energies, other auras, other people I need to learn from. And we are so, and I, I think that we've, we've met, we have some mutual people that are really strong. You know, we have like Miss Lori, for example, is a really strong person that, that she has taught us as much as we've taught her and that there is just so much within this world to learn from other people. And that's where human design becomes an instrument of understanding and compassion and being able to say, I, I honor the parts of you that are different from me. It does not make us enemies. If anything, if we can take those differences and, and link arms, all of our weaknesses get filled in with each other's strengths. It fills in our gaps and, um, I could make that totally dirty filling in. (laughs) That's just me. But um, yeah, I just think that that's the the thing is that human design came so late into like, we've been friends for what, 11 years, Mm -hmm. 12 next year, because culture will be 13. And I was, he wasn't quite a year when you and I met for the first time. And it's like, and human design only became a part of it in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, it, it, it does, it becomes in and of itself when you're open to what it can teach you about other people and about yourself. And it's not about being, it's not about being an expert. It's just about being willing to, to keep learning and leaning into finding new things that, that help us relate to each other even better. Yeah. Bam. We did it. We did it. Happy 30th. Happy 30th. I can't imagine doing it with anybody else. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful for you too. Wow. I love you. I love you. Doing this and let's do another 30. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Here's to the next 30. Here's to another 30. Please go out, rate, view, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, you can catch us on Instagram under the new handle. Yep, it is guided by design dot podcast. Woohoo. Go find us. Go find us. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Bye. Bye. Bye.